good to you. I say he woke me early this morning and he started me on my way. I'd love to see a brand new day. I'd live to see a brand new day. Every time I turn around, every time I turn around, I say the Lord keeps making a way. I see the Lord keeps making a way. I see the Lord keeps making a way. He made a way out of no way. When I look back over my life, when I look back over my life, I see the good that God has done. I see the good that God has done. I can't help but clap my hand. I can't help but stomp my feet. I can't help but clap my hand. I can't help but stomp my feet. And give God a radical praise. And give God a radical praise. I love to praise his name. I love to lift his name. Lord, I lift you higher. Lord, I lift you higher. I say, Lord, I lift you higher. Oh, Lord, I lift you higher. Oh, I love his holy name. Continue to give the Lord some praise this morning. And while you're at it, shout hallelujah because he's an able God.
have your Bible, will you please turn with me to the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 7, verse number 14. Very familiar scripture, 2 Chronicles, chapter 7, verse number 14. The Bible says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves 
and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Praise God. You may be seated. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Glorify yourself in this place. Help our understanding. And Lord, forgive us and heal our land. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, Spiritual Answer for the Coronavirus. Spiritual answer for the coronavirus. The purpose of this message, ladies and gentlemen, is to share with you God's opinion about what is going on. The goal of this message is to share with you God's solution for what we are experiencing. In the theological world, we call that the wisdom of God. And believe me when I tell you, God has a lot of wisdom. Please take note that everyone else is sharing the opinion about what's going on. Everyone is sharing their viewpoint. For example, the politicians let you know what they think about it. The scientists let you know what they think about it. And of course, the media the government, businesses. So if we can hear from all those people, and thank God for them, we need scientists, we need government, we need businesses, we need experts. But I also think if we can hear from everybody else, we need to hear God's view about it. There are people who might say, well, there is no God. We don't need to go in that direction. But please permit me to mention to you, the Bible says, in Psalms 14, verse number 1, he says it is a fool who says in his own heart, there is no God. So I'm so glad that you're not one of those people. Because the reason why you're watching, the reason why you're listening, you must have believed that there is a God somewhere. Because... It is that same God that woke you up this morning. The alarm clock didn't do it. God in his grace and mercy woke you and me up this morning. So he has his wisdom. He has his own opinion. He has his views. And we need to hear what God has to say about what is going on. And please permit me to say God's opinion is not just another opinion. God's opinion is the best opinion. I believe I say that again. God's opinion is the best opinion. Why did I say that? Because Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning, it was God who created heaven and earth. Not the government. Not the scientists. Not any business in the world, not the politicians, not the media, not you, not me. 
It was God and God all by himself. Translation, God is the manufacturer of this planet you are in. And you know if something breaks down, if there's a malfunction, if there's a problem, the best solution is to go to the one who made the product. If you really want to fix a problem, you go to the manufacturer of that product. He knows about it. You were not there when he made the heavens. I was not there when he made the heavens. You were not there when he made the earth. I was not there. So he was there by himself, along with his son, along with the Holy Spirit. So those are the people who have real something to say about what's going on right now. Amen. So my assignment today, ladies and gentlemen, is just to share with you God's view about this so-called coronavirus pandemic. Not only to share his view with you, but to share his solution. Because we need answers. In times like this, we need answer for the problem. Ladies and gentlemen, we all know that this coronavirus, or what we call COVID-19, it is a virus. We all know it's a plague. And we all know it's deadly because some people are already dead because of this. It means, ladies and gentlemen, practical time is like one of those things where you get on the phone, you say, Houston, we got a problem. In fact, many people now want to know where it come from, why it happened, who did what, how it happened. That is not my assignment. I'm not here to be debating who caused it, how it happened, when it happened. I just want to offer a solution from the heart of God. Amen, somebody. First, let me point out to all of us that there are two realms in this world. You need to be aware of that. Two realms. The natural realm and the spirit realm. I'll say that again. The natural and the spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, it is unwise to take one and not the other. This is the mistake most people are making. They are so paranoid about all the natural solutions. Oh, do this, do that. When there are two realms, you have to consider both the natural realm and the spirit realm. It is unwise to ignore the natural realms. So all those things that the doctors are telling us, all those things that the scientists are telling us, all those things that the government is telling us is very important. Those are natural ideas. It is unwise to ignore those natural ideas. Likewise, it's unwise to ignore the spiritual wisdom of God. You cannot take one and not the other. If you do, you are unwise. Ladies and gentlemen, I repeat, there are two realms in this world, the natural and the spirit. 
part of my concern now is that we're hearing too much of the natural world and very little about the spirit world. And that is why I'm here this morning. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 says something profound. He said, things that goes on in the natural world are only temporary. If you really want to know what moves and shakes this world is what goes on in the spirit world. Just think about it. The spirit world is more real than the natural world. So I challenge everyone under the sound of my voice, learn to strike a balance. Don't die in the natural. Understand there is a natural world and there's a spirit world. You have to consider the seen and the unseen. You have to consider the natural and the spiritual. And you have to strike a delicate balance between the two. Ladies and gentlemen, let me remind all of us that we all know what we have been told in the natural. Good advice, sound advice. The government has spoken. The president has spoken. The Congress has spoken. I mean, the states, even local government, parish government, city government, all the scientists, experts, and researchers, they have given us a lot of advice. And thank God for every one of them. We need all those expert opinions. We need all those options. For example, one of the things they've shared with us is that they were able to identify the symptoms of this COVID-19. They told us, for example, some of the symptoms is fever or coughing or short of breath or whatever, sore throat. They, I mean, they educate the public so we know about it. Then they suggested oh, practice social distancing. It's good for all of us. Wash your hand. And I encourage all of you to do that. Plus more. In fact, we should have been doing that anyway. <laughs> so it's amazing how slow people are. This is something you should be doing every day. It's just common sense. And it helps you. It helps everybody. Thank God for that. The first thing I decided to do when I was trying to search the heart of God is to try to find out where in the Bible is COVID-19. And bless God is located in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number 22. The word of God says, in all of your getting, get understanding. So COVID-19 is not a surprise. To God. He made the earth. He already seen all of this ahead of time. And if you check out Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 22, you will see there are seven symptoms listed there. God took the time to make the list. And the first three of those symptoms is exactly what COVID-19 is. Amazingly. So God knows what he's doing. He identified those symptoms. He said, you will have consumption. 
You will have people coughing. You will have fever. You will have inflammation. You see, inflammation is when your lung or your throat, God already spelled it out, literally listed the symptoms. So there is nothing new to our God. And then once I discover the word of God is already aware of us, of this problem, is ahead of us, now I begin to search for solution. And bless God, I found it again in the book of Numbers, chapter 16. Beginning from verse 1, you will see there were three men. Their names were given, Korah, Dayton, and Abiram. Then along with some other people, a total of 250 of them, they rebelled against the leadership of Moses. They started an uprising. They had complaints. You know what their complaint is? Basically, they're saying, Moses, you're not the only holy one. You're not the only one who hear from God. We hear from God, too. We are holy, too. So, and they, they gathered more people, the total of them, 250. Moses responded and said, okay, if you think you have the same anointing, you have the same call upon your life as I do, if you think you are also holy, you also sent by God, he said, let's find out by tomorrow. And you know the rest of the story because the next day, the ground opened up and swallowed every one of them. 250 of them, instant death. Well, I'm sure you will say, well, what does that have to do with COVID-19? I'm glad you asked. The story didn't end there. When the Israelites saw what has happened, then they started to murmur. They started to complain. They started to question the leadership of Moses. What kind of leader will kill 250 citizens of his country? So they began to murmur and complain, and then the result of their murmuring and complaint brought a plague. That's totally different from the initial rebellion. Now they have a plague in their hand. Now they were having high fever. They were coughing, <laughs> and they were having inflammation. The very symptoms we are dealing with right now in America and all over the world. So the question then is, how is Moses going to deal with this problem? How is Israel going to deal with this problem? And God revealed the answer to Moses. If you check the book of Numbers, chapter 16, verse 46, Moses said to Aaron, I finally figured out what we need to do about this plague. We don't need to keep on dying. We are not stuck just with natural wisdom. There is the wisdom of God. And so he gave instruction of what God told him. He told Aaron, Aaron is the priest, you know. He said, Aaron, get you a censer and put some incense in that censer. And then lit the censer with fire. And then make atonement for the people. 
Now, please don't miss each of those things. In case you don't know, a censor is just a container. And then Moses is telling Aaron, add some incense in that container. And then put it on fire, lit the container. And what will happen, ladies and gentlemen, the incense will begin to smoke. And then God told Moses, walk around the people and smoke the whole place. And everyone that is touched by that incense will be healed. And that's exactly what happened. Some of you might be saying, man, that is kind of cuckoo somewhere. By the way, the Catholics are still practicing that. If you notice the Catholics, uh, not trying to condemn them or or promote them, thank God for, the, for our Catholic brothers and sisters, you will see, from time to time, you will see the priest with a censor. And that censor has a chain in it. They are practicing exactly what I just told you. They will put incense in that censor, and they will lit it with fire, and then you will see the priest walking around swinging that censor. Then you see in the book of Numbers, chapter 16, verse 47, the Bible said Aaron complied with all the instruction that is given. He did exactly what God told Moses. He took a censer, he had incense in that censer. And then he lit it with fire. And then he began to make atonement, and he began to swing the censer among the congregation. Please notice Numbers 16, verse 48. The Bible told us exactly what resulted because of that. The Bible said the plague stopped. You know what I'm trying to tell you? We can stop this coronavirus dead cold on his track. The plague literally stopped. Translation, when Aaron began to swing the incense, the plague stopped. I came to tell somebody this morning, something will happen when we begin to do the same thing. Please, you need to know, ladies and gentlemen, that our job as Christians is not to fold, is not to go into hiding, is not to panic, is not to be afraid, is not to be consumed with anxiety. We are the light of this world. What we need to do, ladies and gentlemen, is to stop the plague. And I will submit to you, this play will continue long if we don't stop it. How long it will continue will depend on every believer under the sound of my voice. Whether you're going to stop it, or you're going to panic, or you're going to live in fear and die in fear. Ladies and gentlemen, please take note. Censor represents prayer. So, I don't want you to go home and say, Pastor said, go get a container. Get you a chain to it. 
and put some incense on it and, and put some fire, put some fire in your house and just be swinging all over the house. The word censor, incense, means prayer. How do I know that? Psalm, the book of Psalms 141 verse 2 says, David making a remark, he said, let my prayer rise up as incense before God. So your prayer, ladies and gentlemen, is a form of incense. And with that incense, we can stop this plague. Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to bring some bad news. The bad news in this passage is found in Numbers chapter 16, verse number 49. And the bad news is that before the incense was going out, the Bible say 14,700 people had died. And that's what will happen if we fold up, if we shut down all the churches, if we refuse to pray, if we live in fear, thousands may die. We have a job to do. God has given us the mandate, the authority. So I've been preaching to my church family, and I'm sharing with you because you are my family too. This whole community, I'm calling to you. It is time for you and me to weaponize our prayer. This is spiritual warfare. Thank God for the scientists. They're doing their part. Thank God for Congress. They're doing their part. Thank God for our government. They're doing their part. The hospitals, the doctors, the nurses, the support staff, everybody is doing their part. The question is, is the church going to do their part? My brothers, my sister, it's time to pray. If we pray, we can stop this plague on its track. If we pray, we can shorten the life of coronavirus in our community, in our state, in our nation, in the name of Jesus. That's what brought me to my text for today. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14. Again, the Bible warned, Eve, my people. In fact, let me premise it. If you read few verses before, verse 13. God said, look, if there is pestilence in the house, if there is plague in the house, if the heavens were shut up, he said, this is what you need to do. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he said, then I will hear them when they pray. I will forgive their sins, and I will heal the land. Amen, somebody. God is committed to heal our land. By the way, notice four things that we have to do for God to heal the land. Number one, humble yourself. Number two, pray. Number three, seek God's face. That's what you see. I was so moved today as, as the worship team were praising God. 
I literally would fall out. I didn't want to create a commotion because they might think something has happened to the preacher. I mean, you have to praise your way out of this thing. You have to worship your way out of this thing. This is not a time to fold up. There is something called hallelujah anyhow. I mean, you got to be ready to confront the devil. We've been running from the devil for too long. He needs to be under our foot. That's where he belongs. We need to humble ourselves. We need to pray. We need to seek God's face. And we need to turn from our wicked ways. Four things. And amazingly, God promised three things. If he would do just that, he said he will hear us when we pray. I don't know about you. I want God to hear me when I pray. Hallelujah. And secondly, he said he will forgive us our sin. I don't know about you. That's something to shout about. Maybe you've always been holy all your life. But I know I'm not always right. I know sometimes I screw up. I know sometimes I go places I'm not supposed to go or think things that I'm not supposed to think. We are all sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But thank God for his commitment. He said if we will pray, not only will he hear us, but he will forgive us our sins. And you know you got your, your dancing shoe here. He said he will heal the land. God can heal our country. God can heal our state. God can heal our parish. God can heal our city. God can heal our home. Let me take it further. God is ready to heal us right now. The only question is, are we ready to pray? And Jesus is our perfect example. If there's one lesson we can learn from Jesus Christ, I will tell you this much. He was a man of prayer. The Bible records over and over again that Jesus always prayed. He would stand up praying. He would kneel down praying. He would steal away praying. As busy as his schedule was, Prayer was one powerful tool. In fact, I discovered something in Luke chapter 3, verse 21, talking about Jesus. When he was baptized, and you won't, you won't see many pastors talk about it, before he got in the water, if you read that verse closely, the Bible said he prayed. Amazingly, when you see movies about his baptism, they will never mention about him praying. When you see pictures about Jesus' baptism, you will never see anything about him praying. But I will submit to you, it is because he prayed that the heavens were opened up. It was the power of his prayer that opened up the heavens. And again, you see him again in Gethsemane. We are close to Easter now. Guess what you find Jesus doing again? He is praying on his knees, praying to God. We need to pray. That's my message to all of us today. If we want to stop COVID-19, 
Why the government is doing its own thing? Why the Congress are doing their own thing? Why the governors and the scientists and the doctors and the nurses? I even got children in that field. Hallelujah. We need every help we can get, but we need to do our own part. And by the way, let me forewarn you, before the scientists can figure things out, it takes long. You remember the Spanish flu? Before, before the scientists can figure out the right cure, 50 million people had already died. You remember Ebola? 37 million people died. Cholera, I can go on and on. HIV, this is not the first pandemic in our world. Thank God for scientists. They are smart folks. I've got scientists in my family. Some of my children are scientists. I commend them. I'm happy for them. Before they can figure it out, if the church don't pray, we will lose life needlessly. What is the message? It's time for us to pray. Jesus prayed constantly. Jesus prayed continuously. Jesus prayed earnestly. He is God, yet he needed to pray. If, if God on earth needed to pray, how much more you and me, who are ordinary people? So the truth is that if we pray, God will come down. The truth is that if we pray, God will heal our land. The truth is that if we pray, God will work miracles. The truth is that when we pray, we will gain confidence. We will gain courage. All the spirit of fear and anxiety in our community will be wiped away. There is power in our prayer. The more Aaron was swinging that incense, the more the people leave. And God is looking for somebody somewhere who is willing to swing those incense right now. And we need to come out individually, pray. In your home, pray. In your car, pray. In your shower, pray. On the highway, pray. On your job, pray. Everywhere you go, it's time to pray. And when we pray, spirit of fear will leave us. When we pray, anxiety will lift us. Jesus prayed when he was afraid. Jesus prayed when he was stressed. Jesus prayed when he was betrayed. Jesus prayed when he was disappointed. What is the solution to our problem right now? We got to pray. We got to pray. When you are lonely, pray. When you are desperate, pray. When you are hurting, pray. When you are confused, pray. When you are anxious, pray. When you have no clue what to do, pray. When you are afraid, pray. Prayer is what will make the difference in our lives today. And God has made it clear, whenever there is pestilence, whenever there is plague, whether we call it COVID-19, or any other thing we call it. Let me tell you a little secret as I close. The level of our prayer must match the level of our problem. 
This is not a time for Mickey Mouse prayer. When the game is on the line, every coach knows you cannot give the ball to every, every player. And God is looking for some intercessors. People who are willing to say, here am I, Lord, send me. People who are willing to intercede, not only for themselves, not only for their family, but for the whole community. The level, the intensity of our prayer must match the, the intensity of the problem. That's the kind of thing you saw in Gethsemane. The Bible says Jesus was praying so hard that his teardrop was like blood. How serious is our prayer life this time? In Luke chapter 6 verse 12, he says something that blows my mind. The Bible says Jesus spent the whole night praying. Can you see the intensity when everybody go to bed and they are snoring? <laughs> he was up praying. If you don't hear anything else I have to say today, I believe with all my heart that we need to obey every natural rules. Thank God for all of those scientists. Thank God for our government. We don't need to fight the government, we elected them. Thank God for natural wisdom. But don't stop there. That's actually just the beginning. Natural wisdom is only temporary. There's something more serious. The spirit world rules. And you need to balance your natural wisdom with the wisdom of God. With spiritual wisdom. So right now where you are. I want you to pray with me before I go. Because that's what we need. And don't stop it today. Let's continue to believe God for a miracle. Every day when I go up, get up, guess what I do? I begin to pray for every one of my children. I begin to pray for every one of my members. I say, yes, Corona is in town, but Lord, let Zion Hill be a sickness-free zone. If you pray, God will honor you. Pray for your children. Pray for your family. Pray for your community. Pray for your state. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back here and close this thing in, in, in singing, but I want to pray with you. I want to believe God with you. Maybe you're already having some symptoms. Maybe you know somebody who has symptoms. Maybe you know somebody who is in the hospital right now. And maybe you're just afraid. I've been there. I know what it is to be concerned about what's going on. I know what it is to be wondering what's going to happen now. I know what it is. I'm watching the TV just like you. I'm reading the news just last night. I got briefed. Uh, Senator Katrina Jackson and a bunch of us, we got on the phone with some legislature, with the governor. I'm getting updated every day. A few days ago, the governor had a telephone conference with all the preachers in the state. I mean, we, we, they're doing their part. The question is, what are we going to do? So right now, I pray in the name of Jesus 
First, let's just thank God that we're still here. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for a beautiful day. Thank you for our lives, oh God. Thank you for our strength, oh God. Thank you for our health, oh God. Thank you for waking us up this morning, oh God. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness, oh God. Thank you for the favor of God. We're not better than those who have died. It's your grace and mercy. Your grace woke us up this morning. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for our families. Thank you for our children. Thank you for our city, Lord. Thank you for our parish. Thank you for our state. Thank you for our nation, oh God. Thank you for this world that we live in. Just to be able to inhale and exhale. Lord, we thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray this morning. Touch those who are sick in the hospital. Touch those who have symptoms. Touch those who are still alive, oh God. Have your way in our community. Heal our land, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we break every curse. We break every woe. In the name of Jesus, we remove every obstacle. Every obstacle be go. No more sicknesses. No more disease. In the name of Jesus, we cover our country with the blood of Jesus. We cover central Louisiana with the, with the blood of Jesus. By faith this morning, we decree and declare no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against us, it shall be condemned in judgment. I speak live into your situation right now. I speak live into your family right now. I speak live into our community right now. It is well with us. Central Louisiana, it is well with us. Central Louisiana, we will live and not die. With long life, it will satisfy us. Because we know his salvation. It is so. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. Open your mouth right where you have. Shout amen. Come on, give God your loudest amen. Right there in your house. Right there in the shower. Right there in your car. God is still good. God bless you. Let's worship God right now.
We're standing here in faith only because. And we're standing here only because he's making. He's going to move mountains. He's going to move mountains. And he's gonna call the walls to fall. He's gonna call lives to be healed. He's gonna call change to break. Change to break. And walls to fall. And walls to fall. And bodies to be healed. Hey.
May the Lord keep you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord lift up his face upon you and give, be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you. And may he give you peace now for the weeks to come, for the months to come, for the years to come. In Jesus' name, we say amen. not just represent that it's for healing it's for life in Jesus Christ it's not just a cup it's symbolic of Jesus and all that he's done for you and for me as we partake today he makes a way he's made a way all you have to do is stand. Lord, we thank you for this time, for this hour. It's your word that goes forth. Thank you, Lord, for opportunity. As we go forth and eat of your body and drink of your blood, we stand forth in this world today declaring healing, declaring liberty, declaring all power in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We glorify you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
have in your hand is representative, symbolic of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's not a cup. It's all that he did for you and for me. His blood that will never, ever lose his power. His blood that has cleansed us white as snow. It gives us power, healing. It declares we are free in Jesus' name. As you take it, don't look back. Look forward in Jesus' name. You may eat and drink. And as they finished, they departed with a hymn. Be blessed this day in Jesus' name. Go forth knowing that the power of God is stronger than anything. Your strength is in Jesus. Amen. Go in Jesus. Sing it to him, sing it high. 